0: Welcome to the ninth episode of Four Your Career Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Fisher, uh, PJ Career Consultant for the Northern Ohio, Southern Ohio, and Kentucky PGA sections. Today, we're gonna continue our discussion on attracting and retaining talent. And today, uh, a little bit different than, than the normal format, we have two special guests with us uh, who I like to call friends and teammates. Kelly Gilley. Uh, PGA member and Western regional lead uh, within PGA Career Services and the consultant for the Northern and Southern Texas sections. On top of all of that, much experience as a head professional regional manager for Sequoia Golf and a part of the South Texas um, or the Southern Texas office staff in multiple different roles. And also with us today is Kathy Grayson, career consultant for the South Florida section, a certified professional career coach advanced professional resume writer, and certified predictive index behavioral practitioner, all thing ABCs behind her name. Um, Kathy has a diverse background within the golf business, from being in management roles with Callaway, uh, Golf, Antigua Golf, and Troon Golf, to being a director of retail at several top 100 facilities. So ladies, I'd like to welcome you both in and uh, look forward to our conversation.
1: Thanks so much for having us, Keith. Looking forward to
2: Thanks,
0: Keith. Looking forward to it. This will be a lot of fun. So um, so for those of you that listened to the the initial uh, conversation on this, I I had uh, another good friend of mine, but general manager and COO at NCR Country Club, Jeff Grant, on the previous podcast that talked about some of the things that he has done throughout his career. But I felt like it would be good to get some perspective from our team members who are in the field dealing with this issue uh, firsthand and, and on the front lines. So uh, first question out of the gate is, what do you each feel are key components to attracting and ultimately retaining talent? And Kelly, we're gonna start with you on this one.
1: Absolutely, there are uh, several key components uh, involved with this, but I think the first thing to remember is in the, in the current hiring environment, you're really having to market the position um you're no longer just posting a position with job responsibilities you truly are having to market the facility the role your current team at the facility uh, anybody that this person's going to work with learn from uh, and just enhance their own career as they move forward in the golf industry so i think ultimately that's that's the biggest key to attracting um, another component to it is, is definitely um, portraying the right culture of your facility. What is the culture of your facility? What is your leadership style as a leader? And how are they going to
2: learn and grow um, in your environment?
0: That's great, Kelly. Um, Kathy?
2: Yeah, I agree with Kelly 100%. I mean, marketing has become such a big component of attracting uh, staff. I've seen some great new ideas in in doing that with using QR codes, um, really highlighting the vision and the mission of the club. And, you know, how do you reward your staff, right? How are they evaluated? How are they rewarded? How do you communicate with them? Because I think this next generation um, of professionals are very tech savvy and they're very addicted to their phones so they're looking for constant communication constant feedback and you have to be able to provide that to them for them to be fully engaged and really want to stay and work for you Um, i think retaining talent goes you know along the same lines you know are you communicating are you evaluating are you rewarding them are you giving them direction and goals Um, again i think we all like to set goals at the beginning of the year and kind of check that box and this new generation is actually, they want that more, more than our generation. So I think those are some important elements as well. Kathy just suggested there Keith, if I could, um,
1: uh, she talked about how tech savvy the, the generation is that we are, that we're trying to attract. Um, I had, uh, one of my professionals recently, uh, really kind of take that to heart when we made the suggestion that, They incorporate social media in addition to obviously posting the position on the job board. Uh, She created a video of the facility, some of the staff members, uh, just to give give the candidates or potential candidates an an inside look at the club and posted that on LinkedIn, which I thought was very clever. And definitely several other professionals took note and uh, wanted her contact information to, to learn more about how she did that.
2: yeah Yeah. that's excellent kelly i love that and i've seen some of those posted on youtube also i know this generation is addicted to youtube they're always googling and and looking up new videos and how to do things so if you can not only post it on linkedin but also put it on social media youtube twitter Um, those are excellent you know avenues to attract staff
0: so you both are rifling through all of my questions I think that we had laid out here so (laughs) uh, which is okay that's 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 perfect that's why I wanted to have both of you on Uh, the insights are 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 fantastic Uh, the other thing too I think to go along with advertising the positions you know I just saw a position posted in one of my sections the professional actually went out and got quotes from the board president, uh, from their ladies association chairperson um, and a few other, you know, kind of top members of the club. And and had them give a little insight into how they go about taking care of their assistants and growing their assistants and, and you know, really creating a culture that can cultivate the growth for those individuals within their careers. I, I thought that was a phenomenal idea. You know, it's the first time I had seen it and it all stemmed from this professional and I having this conversation and he's like, well, what about doing this? And I'm like, great, run with it. This is, (laughs) you know, like we don't have all the answers. I don't think as consultants and sometimes we're, we're looked to, all we can kind of do is kind of give you an idea of where to go to look and how to look and how to kind of set things up really, you got to make it your own and, and really kind of put your own spin on it at the same time, because that individual is going to come work for, for whoever's posting the position. They're not coming to work for us. So the, the, that spin has to come from those individuals. It has to be in their voice, has to attract the right people to work for the right right individuals, I think. Um, so we have talked about a little bit uh, about the best way to go about finding talent right now. Uh, PJ.org is, is obviously our, our main source, but the additional social media channels that but both kathy and kelly have, have talked about i think are ultimately you have to if you're not in that space and then, then you're just falling behind at, at the end of the day like you've got to be out there um again i guess <laughs> kathy you kind of answered this you know how do you, how do you feel like we need to go about advertising open positions you, you know yeah and- i
2: think. I think it goes beyond advertising too, right, Keith? I mean, we talk about, there's 24 career consultants and you know we keep adding some juniors as well. So I don't wanna not include them. I just, I've lost track of how many we have. Um, but I think what's really important is to employ our members, right? We have 28,000 members and they're the best ones to recruit, right? They need to talk positively about the organization. They need to talk about how much they love their job, the passion of golf, Um, the benefits of being a PGA professional. So we really need their help as well uh, to go out and recruit peer to peer. I know in our section, we've talked about hosting uh, recruiting town halls for the um, area high schools and area community colleges, and just really getting our teams together, our professionals together in our section to talk about best practices and, and how to recruit. So I think those are ways to um, really, again, employing our members to to be the eyes and ears out there and, and help each other.
0: Kelly, any thoughts to add on that?
1: Sure, absolutely. I totally agree with Kathy that our PGA members are the best resource to actually market it. We've lived it. And uh, hopefully that's a great story to tell to those who come behind us. Um, I also think that, you know, there, there's a lot of creativity going on out there and it's great to see. Um, I think I was telling you Keith yesterday, I have a professional in the Dallas area who has reached out to division one, division two and division three college coaches in his area. And really just invited, um, the teams, um, individually. Uh, to To come out and play his club. It's a club they would never probably get to play. Um, just have the team out, establish a relationship, let them understand what happens at the club, what internships are available, what jobs are available beyond college, and just educate the coaches and the students to what their future can look like in the game. Um, and I think if, if you're a professional who has that kind of opportunity at your club, what a great marketing tool. Um, they're going to remember that day that they came and played your club because it's going to be a pretty special memory. Um, so I think that's a great, uh, a great sort of angle to take. Um, and then I think based on what you said about the testimonials that, that you saw in a posting key from the club president and, and, uh, other members of the board at the club, I really love the idea of using former employees who have moved on from the club into a, a a larger position at a different club and, and kind of got their foundation at your club, you know, get a testimonial from them if you can to help promote open positions. Because I really feel like applicants are looking to kind of learn what that insight is. You know, what do they really need to know about working at your club? And they can only hear that from former or current employees. So it would be great to to be able to tell that story as, as part of your, your job posting.
0: Yeah, again, a, a great idea there as well. I think, you know, as as we go through, I think this is this is what we need to do, right? We need to be brainstorming, we need to be having these conversations, not only amongst us as as, as our team, but also just out amongst ourselves as as the professionals, you know, in the in the field. Hey, what are you doing? What's working? What's not working? What can we do better? Do you have anybody on your bag staff that you know might be interested? And I know your staff's kind of full up right now, but I'm looking for somebody. You know that going back to that whole what you both spoke of of using the 29,000 PJ professionals. Right, going back to the green grass grassroots uh, recruitment that you know that probably all of us have gone through at some point in time we all got invited into this fraternal golf industry right like that's there was somebody that said hey i think that you'd be good in this role or in this industry at some point in time so we've got to get back to kind of offering that invitation i feel like um
2: made a good point keith just now um somebody reached out to you and said, Hey, you're, you know, this may be something you'd be really good at. You should, you should take a look at maybe making this your career. And I think for the past 10 years, we've had so many assistants in the pipeline that we haven't had to invite others into the industry to look at this as a career. We've already had that pipeline. So I think our professionals need to change their mindset too and understand that You know, the university programs, and I heard this yesterday, on average, have 20 new enrollees in the PGA management program. Um, So the enrollment has declined significantly. Um, We have a tremendous advantage right now with COVID and what it's done for golf. I mean, it's propelled golf. Everybody wants to play golf now. So we need to take advantage of this opportunity and start inviting people outside of, um, you know, our own bubble, our own PGA bubble into the industry. So I know, I, I know our team does a great job of, um, helping place some of the military veterans that are, you know, coming home with me from Afghanistan. I know I've actually placed two here in my section. Um, but we need to, to continue that. We need to reach out to the feeder tours for the LPGA and the PGA tour, you know, not everybody's going to make, um, make it big time. So, those are people who are already passionate about golf and really encourage them to to take this on as a career. Um, but again, you know, keeping an open mind and hiring bag staff that maybe have never been in the golf industry and, and training them. So we just have to change our mindset, I think, and, and take advantage of what COVID, um, the positive things that COVID has has given us.
0: Yeah, I think um, Jeff in in our last podcast talked about that, like hiring the personality a little bit, you know, more so than, oh, I need this skill set, this skill set and this skill set. It's, no, I need good people first and foremost. And then I can train them to do what I need them to do. And I think that that's, that's another aspect that we have to get out of is we don't have those necessarily fully skilled individuals that we may be looking for, so we might have to work to train and, and kind of help bring them in. But if they've got a good personality and and you know that they're reliable, they're going to show up on time. They're going to, you know, do a lot of the intangibles that we need in this industry. Then you know a lot of the other things can be can be taught as we go through. Um, I want to shift the conversation a little bit here. From you know we're talking a whole lot about recruiting and and obviously there's. There's so much now that the PGA is doing that we've never done before, whether it's going out and and going to those, those individuals that are in the industry that may be struggling from a professional aspect or going out to colleges and, and going and talking and really um, making people aware of the opportunities in the industry on top of what we also need to see from the grassroots standpoint too. I think if we can combine both of those, we, we've got a really good thing going but at the end of the day i think your best recruitment is is retention you know we've, we've kind of glossed over that a little bit but retaining the people that we have in the industry and that we have in the pipeline right now is just a bigger a factor as trying to bring new people into the pipeline because we're losing individuals out of, out of the current pipeline right now so um kelly what have what have you seen as far as innovative ways that professionals are rewarding their staff for doing a good job or, or trying to do different things to help retain uh, their staff at, at their facilities?
1: Well, a couple of things. First, I would just say, um, the word play needs to be reintroduced to our, to our work day. Um, the last year and a half or, or two years really almost has been um, the volume of work has been tremendous. And it's, it's for everybody in the industry. It really, the golf boom has, has created a lot of work for those of us who work in the industry. And many people got into our industry because they actually love the element of play and competition and just that spirit of um, feeling like the, the job was not necessarily work. but something that you loved going to every day. And so I think we kind of have to figure out as leaders, how to reintroduce play among our teams. Um, There has to be an element of fun. It doesn't mean we have to all get out and have to play golf every single day. We'd love to play more, right? We all would love to play more. But at the same time, there has to be that element of fun and camaraderie that's introduced back so that the entire day doesn't just feel like, like an emotional drain uh, or a physical drain, depending on, on the nature of your work. So that's the first thing that I think we have to do as leaders is, is figure that out. Um, some ways to do that, uh, brainstorming would, would be great in this area, but I would say a couple things that I've seen people do that I absolutely love is, um, I have seen pictures of some of my professionals with their outside services staff at an Astros game. Um, You know, maybe you do that at the end of the season, maybe you do that after a a really long uh, work week where you've had the biggest member event of the year, Uh, whatever the case may be, figuring out those times to say, hey, we're gonna get together and we're gonna celebrate our success and just have a great time together. Um, So I think that's really important and it's important that you are able to do that as a team periodically. Um, Other thoughts are just, you know, if you have, have the ability to to put together, you know, restaurant gift cards and things where you can reward your staff and say, hey, take your family out to dinner. Go enjoy this weekend. Um, Anything along those lines would, I think, be helpful for morale. Um, And then beyond that, and and I want to make sure we hear from Kathy, but beyond that, I think ultimately just from a culture standpoint, just being open, being open to listen making sure that they feel like how they feel, what they think, their opinions, their ideas are all valid. And um, if you can create a culture where everybody feels like they're valued and their opinions and their ideas matter, you're, you're going to go a long way to to retaining the people that you have because they're going to feel ownership in it with you.
0: That's great. Kathy.
2: Yeah, I agree with Kelly. I mean, I had a conversation this morning with one of my professionals who has resigned and it's really because he was overwhelmed. Right. Um, I think mental health, our industry feels mental health just as much as anyone else around the country. So I think we need to be really more sensitive to that. And Kelly's right. I mean, COVID has created so much additional work for everyone in the golf industry that we need to, to recognize that, you know, we're human and we need mental breaks. Um, so, you know, that means adding some work-life balance into, into the staffing schedule. Um, I've heard one of my, um, clubs down here, um, kind of go up against the board and the board saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is what you get paid for. And they said, you know what, let's do this. How about each board member shadow one of our staff for a day? so that you have to get up and come in the same time that they do. You see, you know, how hard they do work, how little breaks they get, and, and is this something that you would do day in and day out? Is this something that you would enjoy? So that the members or the board really understands what the staff does day in and day out. Um, I love the the retreats and the team building that, that Kelly mentioned. I think that's really important also. Um, And then one of the things that I really like are state interviews, you know, we always interview to bring people in and hire them, but are you interviewing your staff that are currently there to find out, you know, what can you do to make them stay? What, you know, what do they need? What goals do they want to set professional and personal and how can you reward them for staying on and being a loyal employee? So I think those are a couple um, of good ideas as well.
0: Uh, All, all of them are are great ideas, honestly, you know, and again, this is, this is kind of the purpose of these podcasts is to try to get that information out there because we don't, we don't have all the answers. None of us have, Hey, this is exactly how to do it. This is, you know, everybody's a little bit different. Every facility is a little bit different, but kind of take all of the good ideas that we kind of hear and and see what works at, at your facilities. Um, you know, I think both of you have touched on it a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to go a little bit deeper on it, is really taking a vested interest in your staff, right? Like where where do they want to go, helping them grow in their career? Those are, those are really keys to trying to retain staff and also just creating good relationships throughout the industry. Because Kelly, as, as you said, you know, those individuals are gonna move on to a new job at some point in time and how they've been treated and, and valued at their former facility, that'll carry through this industry is small enough that everybody kind of talks. So, you know, we wanna make sure that we're doing right by our employees and, uh, I'm 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 was brought up old school as Kelly as I'm sure you were right like it was if you're not working 60 hours you're not doing the job right and you know you just you're there from from sunrise to sunset and I, I lived it um, but as I've gotten removed from it and looking at things it's like was I really being the best golf professional I could be by by just killing myself through that? No, I I really wasn't. So I really wasn't doing myself any favors. I wasn't doing my facility any favors and I wasn't doing my staff any favors. So three strikes, I'm out, you you know, from that standpoint. Um, But, you know, once we kind of know what our staff wants to do, then we need to empower them. And if we empower our staff individuals, even if it's down to the outside operations staff, you know, the individuals that may be cleaning carts up or the caddies or whatever else, empower them to have input or to at least know that they they have a value to the facility. And and all of a sudden it'll be amazing. I think what you can, you know, go out and find from a staffing standpoint, but also retaining the staff that you do have until it is time maybe for them to move on to the next step. Um, the other item too, I think that we can do as consultants is, and and this, where i would would highly recommend them. um the other thing that we can potentially do as consultants is is be there to help educate boards and general managers and then those that our professionals report to on why work-life balance is important why these things are important and why you don't necessarily have to talk with a professional to sign up for a tea time or to sign up for an event like we can have somebody watching the counter um, I had talked to a young professional and she was, I gave her a scenario cause she really wasn't looking traditional green grass path, but I gave her a scenario. I said, well, what if I told you there's an assistance job and you're going to work 60 hours a week and you're going to make, you know, $35,000 base salary and, but you might have the opportunity in lessons to make 15 to 20. And out of those 60 hours, 30 hours is in the shop you know, doing back of the house things or, or doing whatever it may need to be done. But the other 30 hours is playing golf with the, with members or customers and giving lessons. What do you think about that? She's like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm in. So sometimes it's not always even the amount of hours. I think it's more so where those hours are spent that wear out our professionals. And I think that's that's the next key to, you know, kind of ensuring that we try to keep and, and attract staff. So um Going to open it up to both of you, final thoughts, ideas, comments, suggestions. This is a, a really deep topic that we could talk a lot longer on, but um, would love to hear your thoughts. So Kathy, any final thoughts?
2: Yeah. You know what? I think I have two final thoughts. Um, I love your comment about educating boards and I know, you know, we do a lot of executive search now and anytime, I sit in front of a board. Um, I kind of chuckle because the conversation is, "What's the most, um, what's their biggest asset? Is it the golf course or is it food and beverage?" Right? And really, the answer is, it's your people. Um, if you don't invest in your people and they're not happy, then the culture at your club is not going to be a happy one um, because it's the it's the employees that really set the stage and deliver the product. And if they're not happy delivering it then you're gonna have issues in golf, golf maintenance, food and beverage, you know, just just all around. So I think people are the biggest asset and we need to do a better job of taking care of people. And then one other thought that um, I just wanna put out there, Keith, because I think it's great that this is gonna be broadcast, is when you're hiring people, make sure you get back to them, whether or not they're gonna advance and and get an interview or not. um, You know, they're waiting patiently to hear from you. And especially if you're a member of this organization, um, that's expected, it's a professional courtesy. So, you know, please make sure that you get back to candidates that are applying for positions and let them know know, you're grateful that they've applied, but you're going in a different direction or obviously, you know, give them an opportunity to interview, but I hear that too often where, you know, it's like zero dark 30. I mean, they just don't hear anything. Um, And I think, you know, we owe it to them Uh, to at least uh, get back to them and give them an answer.
0: Couldn't agree more on that one. And it goes also back to that reputation, right? Within this industry of what type of leader are you? What type of boss or, you know, direct report are you going to be for those individuals? If you can't get back to the individuals applying, that may not bode well, or the line of communication may not be there, of what a lot of these younger professionals are looking for. So, Uh, Very, very well said there. Kelly?
1: Completely agree with that. And we hear it far too often. Um, I would say, number one, engage with with us and with our team. Um, If you need help with that communication, we have it. We have sample communication we can send you. We can put something together to help you with regards to that. Um, But um, beyond engaging with our team, just, just take some time to engage with your people. Engage with your staff. Um, ask their opinion, ask them what they would do differently about the upcoming event. If they, if they were running that event, what would they do? If they were, if you allowed them to be head professional for the week, what would they do differently? What ideas do they have? What would they want to do? How would they staff it? You know, give them an opportunity to, to learn what it's like to be in a position of leadership and continue to develop them and not only are, is that going to help with their professional development but they are going to feel that sense of validation that you've given them that opportunity. So, I would say just engage with us and just make sure you spend some time engaging with your people.
0: Well, great great way to end it up there and I think to Kathy's point kind of that stay interview or or even that review process at the end of the year make sure that you are reviewing your employees not only to talk about where they can grow and, and build, but also what have they done well, right? Like, I think that sometimes just a, a thank you or, Hey, great job on this. Even throughout the season can go a very long way for individuals and have them review you, I, you know, we can't be scared as individuals that are overseeing staff of, of what are, if we're scared of what our staff may tell us, then, then we're, we're probably in trouble anyways. So, you know, sometimes we can become better professionals by better understanding where some of our shortcomings are as well and and figuring out how we can be better suited um, at the same time. So, uh, again, both Kathy, Kelly, thank you guys so much for for joining us here on For Your Career. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully you you both enjoyed it. Uh, Again, it goes quick. Uh, Believe it or not, we've already been on for about a half hour here. But uh, so everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, join us here next month for our 10th episode. Uh, don't have a, a topic yet. So send in your thoughts and ideas and, and we'll get uh, some people on here. But again, thanks to to my friends and teammates, Kathy and Kelly for for joining me here today and uh, look forward to catching up with everybody the next time. Thank you so much, Keith. Kathy, great to
1: talk with you as well. You too, Cal
2: so